Does this episode need an intro? No, it does not. But here I am anyways. Guys, I'm so excited for you to hear this episode. Me and Taylor had a great time hanging in the studio here. It's one of my first conversations with a new guest in person. And the energy was electric. We talked about so many great things, and I just got so pumped just from talking to this guy. Taylor Marshall releases a lot of great music. You can find him at Taylor Marshall on Spotify. Please check him out and sit tight because this one's a doozy. Look at you with all your, in fact, songs recording. and stuff, which yeah. I would love to hear. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Chicken one, two, chicken one, two. <laughs> there it is. It's really happening. It's finally happening. Is this it? This is it. We're going, bro. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe we could talk for hours. It already feels like we've been podcasting like since you got here. I got here and I was like, oh, this is a good, <laughs> this is good content. And we're not recording. No. That's good content. And then I'm like got this mic in front of my face because we were going to do this an hour ago and we've been just like sitting like this talking and I was like I was like dang it I feel like I'm I'm talking like I'm on a podcast because this mic's in front of my face and we just had an amazing conversation yeah yeah which gets me excited for whatever the heck we're about to talk about yeah there's a couple people that I've talked with on this podcast where you can't hit record soon enough yeah like that's a cool way to say it. You know, I, I feel like, because uh, the whole point of this thing is to like share really cool conversations mm. because I, I, I've I had an interest in podcast. Like I've loved certain podcasts for a really long time. Like since I was in high school, mm. I was into certain podcasts that felt like I was getting to be a part of conversations yeah, that right. I would never otherwise get to hear. Like the one we just listened to. Like the one we just listened exactly. to. I think that's what's part of, part of what's so cool about podcasting is that it like, it like removes the veil between people and whoever they're following or fond of. Yeah, bro. It it like takes people that you look up to off of that pedestal and it's like you feel more of a relational connection yeah. because they're having a conversation. Well, it's di- and it's different than like so much content that we consume is like so produced. Mm-hmm. And podcasts can be produced, but when it comes down to it, they're just like a conversation. Even mm-hmm. if they're edited. And even interviews are cool, but they're still very like kind of... And like you said, it takes down the veil because it's not like an interview happening in front of a live studio audience. It's like two people or more mm-hmm. that are actually alone just hanging out. Mm-hmm. So it's like you do actually get like, I don't know. I've never thought about it this way, but I'm I'm loving this description. It's it's closer to like the... It's closer to the, the, uh, the setting of like if you were to be a fly on the wall like and yeah and so and so that you admire is just doing their thing they're Mm -hmm. just like living their life Mm -hmm. the podcast is like one of the closest things to that aside from like you know wearing a wire (laughs) yeah totally bro you know absolutely it's 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 like and and that was one of the things that that i when i decided like okay I'm, i'm i'm like i am going to start a podcast is is i had enough conversations with people Ian Allison, mm-hmm. coincidentally being one of them, what a guy. Um, who we were talking about, like Ian Allison being one of those people where like I, I, I would frequently talk with somebody and I would have to like write something down after they talked to me. Like mm. after after we hung out or after we played a set, I would be like, there, 
there was something said that I was like, I can't forget this. Like this mm. meant so much to me that I need to remember it. Wow. And I almost want to like, and then I started to share those things where I was like, you know, I heard this amazing thing from somebody and it really like changed the way I was thinking about this. And then I get to share those things. Podcasting is like a way to do that in mm. my opinion. Um, and like, like the most recent podcast that I, I've listened to was uh, that one I was talking to you about with yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Where yes. they, had, they had Tarantino on and there was like one thing from that conversation. Mm -hmm. Like it was fun, but there was one little moment where he said something about like, yeah, I had a script and we had it. We wanted to set up a table read with so-and-so. They were supposed to play this part in like Pulp Fiction. Mm. Um, and they're like, wow, that would have been crazy. And he's like, yeah, it would have been great to have him, but he, he, he was too busy to do it. So I was also too busy. So he didn't get the part. And then I was like, for me, Whoa. that moment stuck with me where I was just like, oh, okay. You have to realize that if you're not proactive about like, like mm. seizing opportunities, mm. other people, like the world's not going to wait around for you. Mm. And so like, wow. just thinking about how like one episode of a podcast, I got something like really impactful out of that. It's like those conversations happen all the time. Wow. Like those conversations are happening right now somewhere. Yeah, right. Between people that we're not around. And for content that we will enjoy in the future. Yeah. Like, yeah, crazy. You know what's nuts, dude? I just heard that um, Will Ferrell turned down like 29 ish million dollars to do Elf 2 because he sat with himself and said, if it's a bad movie, <laughs> can I sit with myself and when they're just criticizing me for saying like he did it for the money. Mm -hmm. and he's like, I, I won't be able to live with myself or something like that. I'm misquoting mm -hmm. him. I also heard potential rumor. I believe it's true that they offered Jim Carrey elf. Whoa. Like the original, like pre Will Ferrell. Yeah. He like said he was no. And then Will Ferrell got the gig. Imagine Jim Carrey dude as elf. And also like monopolizing Christmas movies, like elf and the Grinch would have been like, insane he would have been the christmas man he would have been yeah he would have probably been the why guy. he said no because he's like i'm already the grinch like yeah dude jim carrey we could i don't know if you care about him but i could talk about him for like nine hours that would be really maybe not nine <laughs> but for sure like three for sure however long this podcast is <laughs> I, I think that dude i have he is he's my favorite actor i think yeah i i think i think that like that movie i could see it like whatever studio exec was like, we got to get Jim Carrey for this script. Sure. Like we want Jim Carrey as elf. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Jim like, Carrey's I, I love, the elf. I love that movie regardless. Like I, I think oh, yeah. Will Ferrell crushes it. I think he but, does too. But Jim Carrey, I, I think maybe that you might have a point there. Like he probably was thinking, I'm just going to be the Christmas kid actor. Yeah, maybe. Like kids movie actor. Yeah, right. And it's like, obviously neither of those people needed the money either. It's like, no. And both of those are above that. Like, yeah. regardless of like some of the some of the stuff that Will Ferrell has been in. I mean, everybody's in movies that aren't great. Like, yeah. And I think Will Ferrell's been in quite a few movies that like they're just like fine. Yeah. They're just like fine whatever sure. comedies you go see once and then and then that's it. Yeah. But I I do think both of those guys have like incredible chops that like sustain obviously beyond Absolutely. the roles that they've been in. So I'll say this one thing about Jim Carrey, and then if it if more happens, more happens. <laughs> I have this, like, he, like, gave me, uh, how do I explain it? Watching him more closely in interviews and, like, some of the movies that he's in blow my mind. Like, Truman Show. Truman Show. Bro. So good. 
I saw that for the first time. Oh my gosh. In quarantine. It was like a year and a half Not ago. Not too long ago. Yeah. Bro, that movie's up there for me. I, I think I cried. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and then also, um, um, and, um, Jim and Andy is a documentary yeah. on him playing the role of Andy, what's his last name? I forget. Um, oh man, why can't I think of his Kaufman, last name? Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. I've never yeah. seen the actual movie, but the documentary blew my brains. And I just like started getting this appreciation for him and watching younger videos of him. And I was like, it started giving me like, oh my gosh, there's like a really excited version of me that wants to be crazy and silly. That's like the like brand I've chosen as in my life, not just on like Instagram, like yeah. the, the Taylor Marshall that I want to be. Like the persona. Feels too reserved to do that mm -hmm. because there's like, you don't have control over that version of yourself almost. And it feels like, and it feels like, if I do something crazy, I might regret it next week, even if it's a good crazy thing. Yeah. And it's like, Jim, like, released all of that. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder, like, if I was just walking by a pizza shop and walked in and just made their day by just making a goof of myself. Yeah. And, like, buying 10 pizzas and just, like, you know what I mean? Like, like something that Jim Carrey might do. Yeah. Would I, like, discover the me that I'm wanting to be? Or would I be, like... But I don't feel like I have the balls to actually try it. <laughs> right. And yeah. that's why I would love to like interview him for like even two minutes and be like, there's a version of me that I'm scared to tap into. And you've seen that version of yourself. Like, what's your advice to me? And I wonder yeah. what he would say. Yeah. I think that, yeah, he he definitely is one of those guys who seems to just behave everywhere. Like everywhere he just acts with reckless abandon. Yeah. Like he's just himself as fully as he would want to be. Yeah, bro. And there, there's something to that. I, I think I got that impression to watching a video of his. Um, he did a commencement address, I think for mm -hmm. I think for high school. I think I've seen it. Um, and I I remember that video, like talking about things that people say where you're like, I need to remember this. Mm -hmm. Like I saved that video mm -hmm. and I watched it many times. Because he was talking about um, like not like risk analysis and like what mm -hmm. level of it's healthy and all that sort of stuff. And it's like um, he, he was talking about uh, failing at something you, you uh, or no, he started by saying, um, I learned from my father who had like a consistent, like he had a, he had a day job. Mm -hmm. he, I think he said his father wanted to do something but he wanted to have like a stable income because mm -hmm. he was a family man. Mm -hmm. And so he decided to get like just a boring old job mm -hmm. that he didn't necessarily want. I've heard that. For his family. And then after like 20 or 30 years, he was fired. And he's like, I learned from my father that you can fail doing something you hate. So you might as well try something you love. Wow. And I was like, And not only crap. something you, you hate, but something you're intentionally, you're sacrificing what you love to play it safe. And mm -hmm. still it wasn't as... As safe as he thought it it's was. Still, it's still out of your control. Oh my like, gosh, dude. That blows and, my mind. <laughs> right. And and, uh. and just like I think about that a lot. Like I'm a person who I definitely have a lot of risk analysis involved mm. in the way, in the decisions that I make. Yeah. But, but sometimes you have to really ask yourself like, okay, what level of this is helping me and mm -hmm. what level of this is keeping me back? Because at the end of the day, yep. life sometimes just happens. Yeah. And... I could fail miserably at something that I like yep. or that I like my dream. Like yep. I might fail at my dream, yep. but I could fail at anything. Mm -hmm. So I might as well try it, mm -hmm. you know? Totally, bro. And then, you know, that's another thing too, is like, would you want to, like, is it going to eat you up inside? Like, what are the odds 
that it's going to eat you up inside for 30, 40, 50 mm -hmm. years Dude, that you didn't try something, time. the odds are really, really high. Yes. And the odds of failing are also high. But if you know, then you know. And there's a slim chance that you might be really good at this thing that you're dreaming about. Wow. So just try it, you know? Dude, not many people know this about me probably. I released my first album in 2019. When I started the project, I was a student at North Still, Central. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I, I sat, I did a, uh, my friend Stephen Witt, who I write lots with, um, he did a 30-day songwriting challenge the year before that, and I did it with him, like a song a day for 30 days. Bro. Like, to write, not produce and mix and match, but mm -hmm. just write. Yeah. And that really stretched me, and I got to like 23-ish out of 30. That's amazing. And like, I loved like a, some of them, like a handful, like seven maybe of them. And I remember like, I was starting to make demos, and that was fun, but I knew they weren't great. Like I would never release them. I just was like loving doing it. Mm -hmm. And I sat down with like the professor at my university that like does that kind of like produces and like is over the recording arts majors. I was like, and I was like, I'll say this first. I, I wanted to do something with it. And a large reason I wanted to do something with it was because so many people around me that I believe like were and are more talented than I am, whether it's songwriting, vocally, whatever were not and some are still not doing like anything with it even though that their intentions are to do something with it yeah and i think that their headspace is just like i'll i'm gonna do this eventually mm. but that's what their thought process was that they told me five years that was 2018 four years ago and they're like kind of in the same spot now and i'm like not calling anybody out like right. i don't have anybody by name i'm just saying like there are people that are like that and and that's okay mm -hmm. if that's like how you want all tend Dude. i think most of us actually tend that way absolutely you have to fight that's that. the flow is that way thank you for saying that because that was such good language for what i'm trying to say it's not like you by default write 23 songs in a month that's just, you know you had to or push like raise 10 grand it. and like release an album which is like you what i fought that. really hard to do and i remember being like I don't think that I'm ready for this. I don't know if I thought that specifically, but if I were to like explain where I was at, it's I don't think that I'm ready for this, but I love seven of these songs, and if I wait too long, I'll not love them anymore. Mm. And I want to get them out while I still love them so that I can move on to something else. Because the classic like wrote this song, I don't know, that can, that that that's a ditch for me. Yeah, like and, the demo Like do I rut. go back and do I like fix what I used to work on or do I work on something new? And if you just release it, like you kind of release yourself from that. Yeah. Which is kind of scary because you're putting yourself out there, but that's how it is with art. Mm -hmm. Anyways, the other thing was like to hopefully literally inspire other people to like just go for it. And I, so fast forward to that conversation with that professor, sat down at lunch and I was like, bro, what do I do with these songs? Like, is it, do I try to get a buddy to do a senior project? Cause I didn't really mix or master anything at the time, just mm -hmm. demos. And he was like, first of all, dream 10 times bigger than you're dreaming now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's like, before you tell me what you want to do, dream multiple, like 10 exit. I was like, okay. I was trying to figure out how to 10 exit. I love that. And bro. I don't think I've ever heard that these two things have been so fuel for my fire for since that moment that is one and two was he said it's always no until you ask so he said Whoa. so he said let's put those two things together basically and he was like email the best producer you know and freaking ask him to produce your record you don't know how much it's going to cost you don't know if he worst case scenario one of two things he says no or doesn't respond 
And that literally is completely fine. Like, mm -hmm. who gives a rip if that happens? Yeah. I was like, you're right. So I did it. And the dude said yes. <laughs> and he produced my record. And he was yeah. like, what's your budget? And I was like, don't know yet. I feel like I could raise this much. And I, that was like the strategy I had is to crowdfund it. And, yeah. and it was like a Christian project and everything. And so I, like family and friends rallied around me and we raised 10 grand in 27 days. And we did the Kickstarter thing. And I got dude. to work with some of the dream people. Yeah. Um, and it was so cool. Like Steve played drums on that record and like, Dude. and he was like my number one calls. Like that would be, sad. and it's just because I started dreaming big. And then I realized, well, my dreams are, my dreams don't feel realistic, but the reality is I can dream this and then never ask anybody about it. But if like the dream is to have Steve on a record, maybe ask him, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, but so I think it's too easy to get stopped there. It's almost like thinking in like flipping the script on how you're thinking about something. For sure and it's is. like, it's like, oh, well, I hope this thing happens. And it's like, or I can push for this thing, like yeah. force this thing into, was that my phone? I think so. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't care. It's, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's my show, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have my, I'll have whatever sounds I want. Um, no, but like, I, I think that it, it, it's it's flipping like I can hope for something and maybe it'll happen or I can just act as though I can have this mm. or or I think it's almost like it's not naive because it's mm. different than that. It's mm. different than naive, but it's it's saying like, okay, well, if I want this, then I'm going to behave as though I'm actually trying to accomplish it. Mm. And that's different behavior than hoping that something happens sometime in the future. It's different than that. And it's different than assuming like I, I like deserve this or like I like it's almost mm -hmm. not presuming that it's like in your bag because it's clearly not it's like yeah it's something only like in your imagination mm -hmm. but it will never become reality unless you're like the one we were talking about this earlier like the world doesn't really owe you like working with your favorite artist or mm -hmm. your art favorite yeah. producer like it's probably not going to fall into your lap mm -hmm. but you also probably feel instinctively like you never will work with that person because you're just not connected to them. Mm -hmm. Well, what if you just like tried? And it's like, mm -hmm. not all the time does it work out. Yeah. But again, it's like that failure or that, it's not, honestly, dude, I learned this from our friend Alex, mm -hmm. redefining, like we often have a have like a, a definition of success, but redefining failure is like a game changer. Yeah. Because if he would have said no, that would have still been a success. And here's why is like, reaching out to someone and dreaming bigger and deciding to ask, like taking that it's always no until you ask is actually saying like asking Taylor Swift to be on a song mm -hmm. and finding yeah. her management and getting the email and mustering up the confidence to send the email and getting a response back saying we're not interested would actually be a successful venture mm -hmm. as opposed to it like comes a with so much oh because bro. it because it means that you it means that you had to like go out of your way you had to find them you had yeah, to like bro. you had to like find okay so you you know how to find the right people you yeah. knew how to get or in you touch. learn how to find the right people right yeah it's like you probably taught yourself the skill of like getting in touch with somebody that's not that accessible. How to craft that kind of an email. To, right, to All everybody. Stuff, yes. How to craft an email, right. how to look professional, what right. to show people, wow. how to like, I mean, kind of sell the 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 idea for, for sure. the project. For sure. You know, like it's still not, and at the end of the day too, like someone saw your name, mm. someone probably read your email. Yeah, bro. So I know. 100%. And so like it comes with all these things that like, okay, well now I have a template 
And I yeah. can ask more people that I also want to work totally, with. Totally, bro. And I actually know how to do it now yeah. because I just taught myself how to do it. And and I still know that like talking with other like songwriters and producers, like people talk about stuff that they didn't get to do, whether it was for time or, uh, you know, like they, could, they couldn't fit it into their schedule or the like, like they wanted to do it, but they didn't have the budget or blah, whatever it is. Whatever it is that doesn't work, like that makes things not work out. Mm-hmm. Um, people still talk about like, oh yeah, so-and-so wanted to do this thing, but for whatever reason, things didn't line up. Wow. They still mention the thing that didn't wow. happen. You know, and the because, person's name. Because the person reached out. Wow, you know? yeah, right. So that's not nothing. Dude, we're talking about <laughs> freaking Jim Carrey being Buddy the Elf, which never even happened. Yeah. And that's just a background conversation. Yeah. Crazy. Which, by the way, I never emailed Taylor Swift. <laughs> that was just an example <laughs> I pulled out of my butt. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Watch out. The two T's, the two twees are going to be... Anyways. <laughs> Dude, it's so annoying. It's like, even when I look up my own artist's name on Spotify, yeah, I type in Taylor and I'm still not the, the first one that pops the up. First I'm like, is- you know that it's me. <laughs> like, it's my phone. It's my Spotify Like, when you look account. up Taylor Marshall, does Taylor Swift come up? No, but okay. when I type Taylor, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, for sure not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, maybe number like, two and, and yeah, when you're typing and it's auto, like it's trying to guess what you're typing. Yeah, it's like Taylor super, Swift it's a helpful algorithm, thing. but it's like, it's like even as I type out Taylor <laughs> Space, she's the first one that comes up, and I'm like, you know that I've listened to like almost none of her music in comparison <laughs> how often I listen to my music, and still you're shoving her. That's just how it goes, though. Yep, yep. She's her, the, she's her presence awesome. is just that powerful. Yeah, her and I were were hanging out last weekend. No, just kidding, <laughs> bro. I wish I just go casual. I wish. Uh, maybe someday. You never know. You literally do never know, bro. You, that's the thing. I mean, like, okay, we were just talking about Corey Wong and, and John Mayer. Bro. Being just buds now. Like, buds now. It, like, Corey. It blows my mind. Corey is a hometown hero. I freaking met him. Yeah. It's like, like and, and and that was the thing too, where like, I met, I met Steve Gould. Yeah, you did. Super randomly for the first time in like 2015. Oh, so and inspiring. I remember somebody being like, yeah, I was going to go to his space and and just talk to him. And even at the time, like, because I was 2015, I was, it might have been earlier because I think I was, I was 18. But I remember thinking, like, I knew who Steve Gould was. Yep. I knew some of the people that he had played with. And he's on some of my records that I would consider, like, some of my favorite records. Yeah, bro. And I'm just like, we could just go do that. Like, we could just go <laughs> talk to him. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, but, that, but that's like that is the the mind. He's blowing. so much more accessible, oh and, my gosh. And, and like especially now compared to like like Corey Wong, mm. it's like you can't just go like drive to Corey Wong's space and talk. But to low him. key, it used to be that way. It used to be that. I way. I have friends that were like that with Corey. But there's there's like that connection where it's like you've met Corey Wong, and Corey Wong is just like kicking it with John Mayer, right. and and so you really never know. Like, it, Dude, like five years crazy, ago, bro. five years ago, Corey was like crushing it, but, but he wasn't like a celebrity. This. No. Yeah. Right. Now he's a celebrity. Yeah, bro. Like and when you, when you, the top celebrities, he has, yeah, right. when you have signature products and you have a show that's sponsored by like five different companies, yeah, Fender or whatever, it, like he is, he's as close to a household name as, yeah, bro. as a, as a funk guitarist, like who, who capitalizes, like who, who primarily does like instrumental funk music mm-hmm. he's as close to a household name as somebody doing that will be i think because I, I, well i think he is he is the like funk household name maybe yeah i don't know like i don't know like like steve Vai was that in the 80s wow. and like joe bonamassa and like 
Vince Gill and all these other guitar players. And John Mayer was that in like the early 2000s wow. and, and still is. And Corey Wong, like anybody who knows any of those guys, they obviously know Corey Wong. He's, yeah, he's the newest addition to the roster and of celebrities. And it's so big in our like circle too, because we're in freaking Minneapolis and that's where he's is and mm -hmm. so it's just so stinking cool and it also felt genuine too like it felt sincere yeah uh, i think is the better word like it felt sincere because i think coming from minneapolis his thing was like his his signature sound is like that minneapolis funk sound mm -hmm. it's like well yeah he's a funk guitarist from right. minneapolis right you know it, know. it it feels so sincere and then you throw in like outside. prince dying and then him like mm -hmm. snagging the hornheads and they're like on all of his stuff mm -hmm. literally like major power move it's almost like a renaissance for it's so cool that genre it's so it, cool. like i think he really it's almost like how brian setzer in the 90s like brought back rockabilly music mm. and like big band swing mm -hmm. It feels like Corey Wong did that with Minneapolis funk from wow. the 80s and 90s. So freaking now cool, it's bro. like revived. Like, dude, he is literally an artist as a guitarist. Like, he doesn't sing on his stuff. I think there's yeah. one song that he sang. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. for fun, maybe, like, whatever. Yeah. It's and, great. I and, and I love that song and he's, too. And it's great. Like, he can sing. But it's like he is doing shows and selling out massive theaters where he is up front, like without a microphone, just playing funk guitar. Mm -hmm. And that feels so impossible, even to me as I'm sitting here. That's the dream scenario for, for me. Yeah, like, bro. I never I never thought, like, because I never planned on, like, singing on stuff. Right. I For a while there, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to be... You know, I want to be. I want to be Mark Letary. Like mm -hmm. I want to. I want to play with so bands cool. like Snarky Puppy and play really crazy, crazy stuff. And it. like, and it's niche. But Corey Wong is not niche. Wow. <laughs> like he's selling out these shows. Wow. And it's, You're right. It's nuts. Like the last time I saw him, I don't know if he's done another show since before quarantine. He probably mm -hmm. has. But um, I saw him. I think it was it was like late 2019 or early 2020 at mm -hmm. First Ave. Mm -hmm. And dude, that show was just nuts. It wow. was like probably it was, so fun too. It was it it felt like it was almost like being at a club. Yeah. Like everybody was just partying. Yeah, bro. And uh, it, but the like the engagement was there as mm -hmm. though they were there to watch like Taylor Swift perform. Yeah, like bro. everybody's looking and they're so into what's happening on stage and he is an artist it's mm -hmm. not just a band it's not just a it's not just a show yeah he is an artist well, and that's yeah. such a crazy thing well when when you're such a big name like t swift like when you're in the room you're like i can't believe i get to see her in person and you're like mm -hmm. i'm watching part of like her legacy mm -hmm. and like Corey's at that spot especially when he's at his hometown i mean people are like this is big like this is bigger than us mm -hmm. and so you're like glued to it because you're like watching it unfold in front of your eyes this is very cool yeah. What a what a cool thing. Yeah. That's so that's so awesome. Man, what's what's your dream? Do you have any like dream uh mm. like if you're if you're show cuz I know you're really into like building shows with Goose. Mm -hmm. Um like and you know a lot of the way more of the tech than I like than I do sure. for when it comes to like actually building a show, building sure. lights too. Yeah. Um like building a full-on entertainment experience. Yeah. Do you have any like plans maybe even? For for like something that's not happening right now, but maybe Whoa. but maybe would be like like if I had if I had all the pieces like if yeah. all the pieces clicked into place, and I could just like sit like and then and then yeah. we could say go right like budget's not an option and stuff like budget that. Yeah, wasn't right, right, a concern right, right. Time, people yeah. people were available yeah do you have anything like well, that dude, that you're what like a, thinking what a about fun question that yeah. is the kind of stuff 
I'm I'm pumped to be here weekly on the on this podcast with you. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, I man. just love our content. I conversations is what I mean to say because we've had freaking awesome conversations not on the mic. It's true. It's true. I um I'll say this when people are like, "What's your dream?" Which you didn't ask me, but I'm gonna ask myself that on this podcast. <laughs> I actually say like, "Man, this might sound crazy, but I'm like low key living the dream." Mm. And I feel like I'm in a small percentage of people that get to say that. And I'm very thankful for it. I just would be pumped if what I'm doing, like, elevates to, like, a much higher level. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the goal is to be doing music full-time, which is what I'm doing. Like, making my music, which is what I'm doing. Like, like leading worship all over the country, which is what I'm doing. It's, like, not at the biggest, like, uh, what's the word, conferences in the mm. nation. But, like... I'm like doing what I love and But you're already doing the thing. I'm doing that the you, thing. That it's not like a it's not like, oh, there's this thing on the horizon that I'm I haven't yeah, gotten it's to. It's not yet. like, it's like in four years it. I'll hopefully be doing shows. It's like I'm doing shows. Exactly. And it's like, so to answer your question, like my show, when it's in its all its glory, uh, I'm like I have like full tracks, like transitions. Mm -hmm. It's like a polished, like almost press play and like let it run to the end. Mm -hmm. Um and then I have like lighting automated and video content happening. So I already have all of that like in my bag, which is cool. But to like do that well for like a 90 minute show, like the longest I've done that for is like a 70 minute show. And there's still a couple, there's still like a majority of the songs have no video content and stuff. Mm -hmm. So the dream is like, is like really well curated music slash lyric videos for every song. Yeah. With like that fills up like a massive LED wall. Like a fully produced, like whatever whatever the high point of the show is, having that be the entire experience. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like from like, like we're in like a venue. So we're talking dream scenario, right? We're like in a venue, sold out, whatever. And then it's like, and then like the lights come off, everyone's pumped. And then like an opener begins and it's using lights and video and audio. And we're walking out. And like, it's already like done and rehearsed and dress rehearsed. And now it's just fun. You know what I'm saying? Dude. Lyric cues in the ears, everybody like telling, like we got text going on. And so I'm not at a point to like hire a 10 person production team and all these guitar techs and stuff. But like, I like know that I can pull that off. I just don't have the time, manpower and budget to get there. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm doing, I do the best with that that I can at like my scale where like, I put as many hours as I can into a show where like there's transitions happening in my ears. It's like grab your guitar, turn this to like drop D like that's happening in my ears, like vocal cues, mm -hmm. like in between stuff. And it's like, next is what you're going to do. Grab the bass. Like I'm telling myself that stuff. So there's already some dynamics, but then it's like, okay, I don't want to just like, I'm tempted to just create lyric videos for all of my stuff yeah. just so that it's up there. But because I'm not a graphic designer, I don't want it to suck. Cause I want it to be like the, the, excellence that I like expect of myself yeah but then paying like the best graphic designer I know to do like 12 music videos is like not mm -hmm. cheap right. so for instance it's like I have like four out of 12 videos for my show and that's just great because sometimes there is one and sometimes there isn't and I just like throw my logo up there for the rest of them so having like a and I and then I have like a TV like a 70 inch T 74 70 inch TV that I throw up on a truss and I can do any show anywhere and have video content. Oh, but then wow. like, I'll also like, I have that, I have a PA and I have like 14, uh, 14 lights. So I have like my entire own production, but, but what's also cool is I can go into a larger venue, tap into their led walls, tap into their PA, tap into Whoa. their lighting. And then it can be like actually the size of their room. 
So that's what's Holy really cool. Crap. And so like yeah. I've intentionally invested into like a scenario that's like we do an annual concert in the cul-de-sac in Woodbury, my hometown every year. Uh, my and uh, my hometown of the last nine years anyways. And um and it's like my lights, my PA, my TV. And it's like you call, you come in for like a block party and there's like baller production, baller lights and video content. And it feels like more, it's like, feels like over delivering, mm. which I've learned that from Goose, like over deliver. And, and yeah. that's really fun. But what's cool is we've gone into larger venues and then tapped into their stuff. And then it feels like the content is fitting the size of the room. Yeah. And it's like intentionally like have bought way more gear than I would need because we have to like convert from my TV to an LED wall. Like there's all that stuff that goes into it. Yeah. But it's like I have that and it's like and being able to it just feels like the the floor is there. And so to answer your question, like to have the budget and time to like have like a new 90 minute show every year that's Dude. like literally precisely planned in every category is like the dream. Dude. And, and I think too, like, it's gotta be such a good feeling to be in a place where, where you are over delivering. And then when you walk into a place that's like, how's this going to feel? Oh, it feels right. Yeah. It doesn't feel like we're, we're, we're in too deep. Yeah. You know, it is. Yeah. bro. Like, like putting in the work. And also I feel like you probably wouldn't get to a place like that if it, if, if the, um, if things had progressed the other way where mm. it's like now you're ready to handle something bigger mm. and then after that you're ready to handle another thing bigger cool. and another thing big like mm. the same operation but basically just leveling it up mm. and it's so much better i think to be in that position than to be like oh i had like i had success with like something really small and now I have to like build something, but I don't really know how to build this. And so I have to like figure this out wow. or I have to like find a team to yeah. like build this. It's like so much more. I, I feel like there'd be so much more anxiety with that and yes. so much more like stumbling and, right. and like grasping at straws, trying to figure things out. Whereas now it's like, can, can you make your show fit this venue? It's like, yep. Yeah. And that, and that's it. Yeah. Like it's so much greater to be so much greater to be in a place where, if something more is asked of you, you're already ready to go. That's cool. That's really well said and really encouraging. What's so crazy, bro, is I have, I have like sought and, um, um, I have produced a greater, um, amount of production in my show than fits like the venues that I've been playing, mm -hmm. which is great. The over delivering is sick. Yeah. But what's weird now about the situation you just described is I've never been in like a ticketed venue. Oh. And my goal is to have my like first ticketed show. This is like on the DL. So this is kind of fun. We're talking about it. Uh in February. Yeah. And then like um I'm working towards like a full pop record in the summer and want to do like an album release show in another ticketed venue, hopefully larger. Yeah, and boy. like really get some momentum going this year, which is really exciting. Um and we'll see if it happens. Heck yeah. I'm pumped about it. So it's like it's hard. It's like, okay, I'm trying to land my first venue gig, trying to like share with the people who are booking it, like, here's what I have done and can do, mm -hmm. but I don't have a great, like, I don't have a venue that's going to refer me to you because like, I've not done that yet. <laughs> but people are like, oh, go to like Astro Cafe and like play their coffee shop. It's like, that's cool. But that feels like starting over where yeah. with my acoustic guitar, where it's like, 
I'm already ready to You'd bring to in like a full too. show. Dude, absolutely. It's like, I'm already ready to bring in a dialed show that's like already done. Yeah. But like, you don't know that I can bring enough people to sell tickets and I haven't done it yet. So technically I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, I, it wouldn't even be like really feasible to bring in 14 LED lights to Astro Cafe. Like that's people are buying coffee and like right. having chats with each other. Like that would be too much for, it for, for sure would be too much. So yeah. it's like, I'm trying to like, whatever venue works out to do it, I'm trying to bring as much as I can to the table mm -hmm. and then hopefully blow those people's minds and be like, we got to get him in this venue and like get yeah. the buzz going. Cause I feel like it's more been like friends and family based, which is how you start. But yeah. now I'm, I'm yeah. like, want to show what I've done to more people. Um, but getting my foot in the door at the right place feels kind of tough because I've like, I've like gone higher and faster with production than my like following has kept it almost, up with. It's, it's like, almost outpaced it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's a unique situation to be in. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think that, I think that there will probably be another spike though with like, there'll be some catching up when it comes to like, when it comes to actually doing a show, whether that's like at, you know, like Seventh Street. Yeah. I feel like Seventh Street is always a good one. Yes. Um, it's that's the, the dream is Seventh Street for that album release show. Yeah. That'd be the goal. I mean, that and that's that's a fun room too because like, it, one for one, it's easy to fill out that room. Yeah. But also, it's it's kind of nice having a smaller space where it's like you're right there. Yeah. And and for album release shows, that venue is great because it's like you're right there. You yeah. can just talk to people. Like yeah. I could see your face. Yeah. You know, the lights aren't everywhere and blinding yeah. me on stage. It's like you could see the people who are there to see you. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it, it's a weird shaped room, but I do like that. I like the yeah. feel of it. Yeah, you it's know? great. Um, and I, I think that once, like, if I was if I was in your shoes, because I know way less about it than you do, because yeah, I'm, right. I'm not booking shows. Sure. But, um, like, my, my thing would be like, okay, what's the smallest ticketed venue I can do? Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to use that as my reference to mm -hmm. the big one, yes, you know, the next right. big one. Like, because then I would be like, I, I would go from what's the smallest ticketed venue I could do to what's the biggest ticket ven yeah, ticketed bro, venue I, that is really you know, cool. I could do. That is really cool. Um, because after that, it's like you, you'd almost have it as like a trial run. It's like, cool, we got to do our thing that you already have. Like, you've already got your setup dialed in. Yeah. And once you have a set with with the crew, like to the point where, like you were describing earlier, where it's it's dress rehearsed and mm -hmm. you're at the point where you just get to walk out and have fun. Yeah, that's like that is the I agree. Like the scenarios I've been in, like that where productions are so well it's rehearsed, the most fun that you just walk out and you're autopiloting. Some people are like, I don't like that, but for me, I love that. Yeah, because you get to walk out and you're not thinking about anything I except know. for having fun with your bros on stage. Yeah, bro, and you're actually That's engaging the with the crowd, and you're not like nervous about forgetting. You're looking. You're looking like. at people. You, you get to like actually make Dude. eye contact. You get to like. Yes. You get to laugh about things, and you're not thinking about the music in a sense of like it taking up mm -hmm. brain power. Mm -hmm. You're thinking about it, but you're you're almost there to enjoy it. Yeah. As as much as somebody on like the receiving end. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think I've, I've talked with goose about that a bunch mm -hmm. as well. And like, that is my dream scenario. It's not mm -hmm. like, I think I've been in a lot of scenarios on stage where it's fun to be in an improvisational space. Mm -hmm. Like there's something really exciting and different about that. But I think my, my dream, like my preference, it's not like I, I never want that, mm -hmm. but my preference is, is the whole like, 
we're going to build the best show we can mm -hmm. and and practice it so that it's it's just flawless it's so cool man you know i love that approach yeah um it's, it's just a different it's a different type of show and i think for for like pop music and pop adjacent music mm -hmm. like that just it makes sense to go that route that's what gets me pumped about this record i'm working towards because it's like i know that i can just like sit down for weeks and like just go to town on lights and yeah. like and like the stuff that dude it's a it's like a it's a it's a um it's a it's a tough conversation with myself to decide like what skills to learn and which ones to like delegate mm -hmm. delegates the wrong word like to not learn <laughs> yeah like to which, like outsource almost exactly exactly because it's not like i just have a team that's willing to just do it for free it's like what what is worth my like money mm. for someone who like went to art school and knows how to create like i like hire somebody to do my graphics mm-hmm and then it's like, okay, this graphic, like, should I hire or should I not? Well, it's just like a poster for my neighborhood, so I'll just do it. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, or, but you, have then it's to, like, you have to weigh it. Yeah, and I've, like, this last year, I've, like, grinded on mixing and mastering, and I'm, like, really proud of it. So now I mix and master my own stuff. Yeah. But it's, like, when it comes to, like, and then it's, like, okay, the lighting thing was, like, Goose's thing. Well, he taught me it, and now I can do it without really wanting it to become my thing. It just, like, I learned it well enough. Mm -hmm. And now I'm to the point for, like, the first time ever where I'm, like, whoa, I could sit down in my room, plug my lights in and like take weeks and program a ball or 90 minute show. And like, that's like, it takes time for sure, but I'm not actually spending dollars on that when normally yeah. like that's a huge cost. Right. And so it's like, when you said like, we're going to do the best show that we can make with what we have, it like blew my brain for a second because I'm like, whoa, if I were to do that strategy, which like, I do the best that I that I can with the time that I have as much as I can. But then mm -hmm. I really thought about like, man, I feel like I've had the I have the most tools available to me right now as I ever have in my life. Like looking specifically towards this project. Like if I did yeah. this the best that I could, it mm. actually would be a lot of work. Bro. Because I'm like seeing I'm seeing my own potential in such a cool way that it's like, wow, that almost intimidates me because the best that I can do. I like know what my standard is. Yeah. And I know that's like seven weeks of video, like lighting editing. Like that's a lot. <laughs> you know, maybe three. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like. It probably could be seven if you wanted it to be. Like, you know, if you wanted it to be. <laughs> exactly. That's like what's like, yeah. And that's what I'm pumped about with this project is like I've given myself enough time to like do it well and like write with some cool people. And, uh, and then it's like once the music's going, like start programming the show. And I'm yeah. pumped. Man. I'm pumped. That's so exciting. I, I, I think that that's something that I still, like, as of right now, I'm looking forward to that stage of, like, building a show. Yeah, bro. Because, I mean, right now, I'm, I'm uh, the only opportunity I get to do that is, like, working in church mm -hmm. where I'm building a, I'm building a set, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's, I mean, the sets are shorter, mm -hmm. so it's not on the same scale, mm -hmm. but also you're not dealing with the same level of, like, people being on board to, like, a like on board with a performance. Yeah, it's for sure different. Um, it's just a different dynamic. So yeah. it, it, like with with having having Annabelle's music like so close to, at this point, I feel like we are really close to just like having a good batch of songs done. Yeah, bro. Oh, I'm, I'm like, so pumped. I keep, so I keep telling Annabelle like, we got to do a show. And, yeah, and, and she's all in it. And I'm just like, I, I cannot wait to build a, a set. And because and, for me, that's like, 
that that is like the end goal like yeah it's another end goal i should say like yeah, one of yeah, the yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, end yeah. goals is to like finish this this song that we're so pumped about yeah and then have it out that's an end goal yes but beyond that i have another end goal of like we're gonna have so much fun on stage like uh -huh. that's that's what i'm thinking and i'm like this is going to be so much fun live mm -hmm. and so the the other end goal is wow. is like it's gonna be so much fun to build, like work this into a show. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't wait to see that And I don't even do lights yet. Like I haven't even learned how to program lights yeah, yet. So right. that would be another element of like, yeah, right. oh yes. Like, yes. I, cause I like my, my personality type, I feel like is uh, somewhat similar to yours in, in the sense that like, I enjoy learning a lot of things mm -hmm. and being really useful to either myself or the people that I'm working with. Mm -hmm. I like being resourceful and mm -hmm. feeling as useful as possible. Mm -hmm. And so That's it's cool. like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm not a lighting designer. I'm not passionate about lights, yeah. but I am passionate about building lights into my show. Yeah, you know? right, right, right. <laughs> it's like, it's a different thing, you know? And so it's like, how, why would I, it's like, I would never guess that I would sink, you know, it's like, you wouldn't imagine yourself sinking weeks into building lights for something, never, probably. No. no, I would never would have. But you, you're pumped about it. It would have actually sounded like torture to me. Yeah. And now it's like unto, it's so fun for me because it's unto the dream. Yeah. And it's like, there's something about the ownership of it that's like, I don't know, dude, just being a creative, it's like, I've had other people produce my music and I've like been not as pumped about it as when I've produced my music. Mm -hmm. And now I... I'm still exactly thankful for my journey and I wouldn't change it because I've learned so much from the producers I've worked with. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, I want it to sound the way I want it to sound because it's my music. And so when I'm able to call the shots, it's like a different level of enjoyment for me. And now I'm realizing like when it comes to lights, I could just hire a lighting designer who will just like work for a couple hours and then be gone. Mm -hmm. And it was just a gig for him. Yeah. Or now I like, well, I'm in a spot where I can like, I can have this lyric displayed visually across the whole stage yeah. exactly where I want it in the colors that I imagine it. And I'm not the best lighting designer. So it's like, I still need people's help and input, but then I can make that thing happen. I, I think it's always better to goose and I have rapped about this too, where it's like, if you can teach yourself, like if you can teach yourself the thing, yeah, I think that's just always the better route. It's cool. It's not, it's not like you'll never need feedback or never need to bounce it off some, yeah, some right. a fresh pair of eyes, but like, being able, because it's like you have a thing in your head, like especially for you and your show, it's like you have a moment in your head that mm -hmm. you want to happen mm -hmm. where it's like this lyric is going to happen and then, and, the, and, yeah. and there's a moment that people, when they are walking to their car, they're going to remember this yeah. thing that yeah, happened. Yeah, for sure. And it's so much, yeah. it's going to take you so much more time, so much more money to like, it, and, and like just the, the frustration around trying to explain it. Yeah. And it's not because of lack of skill. It's just like, it's so much easier to get that idea into existence yeah. if you can just take it from your head to like learning the skill and then and then doing it yourself. It's not, it's not as selfish as I'm going to do this because no one else can do it right. It's like, no, I, I just have this thing in my head. And if I could teach myself, I can make it happen. Yeah. You know, there's, there's some, there's a lot of joy, I think, to be found in that. And I think, oh, I almost forgot what I was going to say. I'm so glad I remembered. When you were saying, like, when you have that thing in your head that you're trying to, like, when you just have it in your head and you can just do it, mm -hmm. I think there's a difference between this is a category where I've got something in my head. Yeah. And there's some things where, like, when it comes to graphic design, 
I kind of have nothing in my head. Yeah. Does that okay. make sense? Like if I like could see exactly what I wanted, but couldn't get there, I probably would have already built my tools to just get there. Mm. But it's like, I feel like I literally hit a ceiling when it comes to graphic design. Yeah. And I'm like, here's like kind of the general, like that's kind of all I usually got when it comes to graphic. Or I have an idea with my graphics guy, who I love working with, is so forward thinking when it comes to that specific, like he went to school for it. So he like knows what colors feel like what and like that kind of like crap that like, I it's amazing to me. Like yeah. how do you, like that's not how my brain works. Like he has the theory behind Bro, it. Bro, actually. Where he can, where he can at that's that a great point way to put take, it. take your idea and, and actually like elevate it. Literally, dude. And it's like, he'll come up with an idea that catches me off guard. Yeah. And I'm like, not sure if I like this yet. And he's like, sit with it for two days. <laughs> and then I'm like, this is so good. Yeah. And it's like, I've learned that like, I'm not going to be my graphics guy because that is like a a, a ceiling that I bump into. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, I can envision what cool lighting would be. And I just happen to like, um, somebody said this to me, my friend who is a artist and also designs lights and stuff like that. And, um, I think it was him. It might've been somebody else was like, dude, I was just like, bro, lighting is so cool. I like just realized a couple years ago. And he was like, he was like, yeah, dude, like everyone expects good audio at a show. Like that's like audio is like a given, Yeah. but good lighting is like the show. That's good. Lighting is like now, like, it's like what makes it and yeah. i was like what and i thought about it and i'm like obviously there are still great shows with no lighting mm -hmm. and obviously there's good experiences but like if you like go to a show and you walk away and you're like i just like experienced that show the odds are like there was some pretty freaking awesome lighting going on and that is what like makes you feel like a kid at disney world almost yeah it's like you're looking around in awe and yes. it's like, it's, it's the lighting is displaying slash experiencing, however you want to say it, the music. And it's like a, a visual representation of what you're hearing in real time. And it's all catching you off guard visually and sonically at the same time. Yeah. And now we've got LED wall stuff and it's just like so freaking cool, dude. And the sky's literally the limit with that stuff. So anyways, I, that, that sparked like a fire, like a passion in me for lighting actually. Well, it's, it you're getting to enhance how something feels like, yeah literally like right. you're engaging more senses yeah with your show with your music that's it you know and it, it's almost like when i go to see somebody live i don't want to hear it just like the record you know like mm. there's that element to it and so it's like yeah i mean if if you're gonna if you're gonna play it exactly the way you played it on the record mm -hmm. but it's still going to sound live but you don't have like a show if you don't have like an end like a, an experience mm. thing. Wow, that's really then good. They're basically getting what they would have gotten, like if they just played your song on Spotify. Yeah, they're just seeing you in person. It, but they see you on stage, mm -hmm. you know, which isn't for nothing. Like that's not agreed. That's not nothing. But right. but it's like, why do you think it's almost like like Taylor Swift, Dua Lipa, Ariana Grande? It's like they have dance teams. Yeah, bro. And lighting in video walls, and it's like that's not that's not just for fun. Yeah. It's it's there because it enhances the experience. It absolutely does. When, and and then it, and then in my head, I just started being overwhelmed just now by like, bro. But the amount of work to have live versions of ninety minutes of music, yeah. and tracks yeah. for all that is crazy. So it's like again, we're going back to the like, what can 
you handle. What's attainable. What's attainable. Like finding where those points meet. Yeah, really. bro. And like, what's tough is you can have the like grande vision. Grande. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, the grande vision <laughs> for perfect. your show. Yeah. And it's like, well, the reality is like, I'm not going to have a 30 person dance team at 7th Street. Like, it's right. not going to. But also. And you wouldn't want that. And you wouldn't want that. You're right. It'd be inappropriate You're at that right. point. Yeah. But yeah. And it's so. And that's where I like, dude, I. My vision and dreams as we're talking, which is so fun for me because I'm like a big dreamer, like can can like discourage me mm -hmm. because I'm like looking at the budget and the time and it's like, well, I don't even think I can do that. And it's like, well, then that whatever I do is going to be less than. But it's like, no, you have to, the biggest, I wanna, oh man, one of the biggest things I've learned about like what I said earlier, living the dream, but it's not where I'd love it to be someday. Mm -hmm. I'm like learning though to be content with like the version it is right now. Yeah. Because it could never pop off. And if it doesn't, like, I want to always be content with where things are. Like, I don't know. Being content is such a big deal. And like... And content but, with knowing that you brought... You 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 brought it. 100%. Like, you showed up. 100%. If it was going to happen, at least I showed up. Yeah, right. And That's didn't good. let it go by. Yeah, but, the, but what's... Yes. What's crazy, though, about the word content is like... That's one of the scariest words for us because if you just get content, you might not keep going. Yeah. I think we I think we're all worried that like being content with something is going to lead to us being complacent. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah. You gotta be content with where you're at. But if you start getting complacent, you're like missing it. It's like the perversion of contentment. That's so good. And and we throw out contentment because we're afraid of complacency. Mm. And so it's like, I don't want to be complacent. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you're never grinding be, let is never, be happy. <laughs> yeah, bro, if you're grinding is never allowing enjoyment for what you're doing, you're never actually content. So that's what I'm saying, bro, is like, I'm actually loving what I'm doing and for sure have days where I wake up, I'm like, this is like streams are crap, shows are small, money is crap. Like all those things feel that way for, for but so does John Mayer. We just heard on the podcast. Like he yeah. feels that way sometimes, which is like, okay, in that case, I'm going to learn to be content with it's where like, I'm at. Oh, this thing, this problem never goes away. Absolutely. You have to learn to deal with Absolutely, it. Absolutely, bro. And we see people that hit the top and then end their lives because they never, they, they didn't, they, they found what they were looking for and it wasn't enough. And yeah. like, like, I mean, I, there's just burnout. Dude, like, yeah. avoiding burnout yeah. is a whole is, is a whole nother aspect it's of crazy. that. So it's like, I'm trying to be content with, like, I love my life, and it's not where I want it to be yet, but I, like, daily, whatever, I, I try to daily practice that, like... I think it's almost like you, you are in a place that you want to be, but you recognize that your, your situation isn't everything it could be. Mm -hmm. that's and really that's, like, well a said. hopeful thing. Mm -hmm. That's not, like, a... You should start a podcast. <laughs> You say things really well. <laughs> well, it's not, it, it, it just makes me think of like, it's not a, that's, that's, that's not like, cause you might despair. You might want to despair when you think like, it's not everything that I would like it to be mm -hmm. or everything that it could be. I'm yeah. not there. Freaking it's like, so but that's relatable. actually hopeful because you actually have somewhere to go. That's more exciting than the place you're in. Mm. And you can still be in a place that you enjoy being in. <laughs> yeah. And talk about like, I've talked to so many guys who like play church camps who like are done playing church camps. But mm -hmm. the reality is, Eight years ago, they were in a church camp, mm -hmm. dreaming of just like playing a church camp. Yeah, that and then was they're the coming scenario. back. Yeah, bro, they're coming back and playing those rooms and being like, "Oh, it doesn't feel the same." It's like, well, then, like, where are you ever going to be content with anything mm -hmm. if you're literally living the dream of your younger self and already? And I'm like, when I was, I'm 24 right now. When I was, I forget that you always. I always feel like you're more mature than yeah, me. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I, I just assume you're my age or older. I love it. Um, when I was, let's say, uh, 14, 15. Yeah. 10 years ago. Wow. 10 years ago. 
that's the age where you see you see somebody on stage and you're like, that. I have Absolutely. to do that. Absolutely it is. What's crazy though about that season for me is like my dad was a music pastor my whole life. Um, he would like sit, and I was a musician, but I wouldn't sing. Mm. Like I play guitar, drums, but like piano, like all that stuff. I like a pretty good level for my age. And my dad would be like, come over to the piano. Let's like warm up your voice. And I'd be like, nope. Like couldn't even like open my really? mouth to sing in front of my dad. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know, dude. That might have been all the way up until like age 15. Wow. 16. Where like, it was two or three years where I really started like, got a couple opportunities to like lead worship and it felt like something in my gut and it wasn't like, oh, this might be embarrassing. It was like, I got to do this. And it like superseded all my insecurities. And the biggest issue was like, I had a great ear and a bad voice. So mm. I like, I like heard my bad voice with my excellent ear and was like, that's not good. Like, <laughs> why would I be doing that? But like, I don't know. I've just learned like the more you sing, the better you sing. The more you light program, the better you light program, the more. Dude. And so it's like, I just started singing so much. And then I turned into a vocal major, major in college. Cause I was like, I think I want to record and write and like travel. And I didn't even know travel. I just, I might be a worship leader. I might, whatever. And yeah. it's like, my voice is like way down here compared to even where everything else is. And I just started like prioritizing it. Yeah. Which is the opposite of like naivety. Mm. You know, it's, it's self-awareness. Mm. Like that's the opposite end in, in my book where it's like, you know, like you, I think you worded it well, where your, your ear had, sur had surpassed your voice mm -hmm. at that point. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, great. Mm -hmm. Because you, you, you actually can like get yourself there. Mm -hmm. You can't get yourself there if you have like natural raw talent and your ear is just, mm. or you're not, you don't have the dedication or the discipline to like mm -hmm. work any of that out. It's good. You know, like much better to be in that scenario where you can hear the flaws, hear your shortcomings. Yeah, right. The younger version of ourselves, if we were to see where we're at now. Bro, bro they so lose their mind. We're talking 10 years. 10 years ago, I was living in New York. I would not even do a vocal warm up in front of my own father who I am close with and was a music pastor for 30 years. And it was literally the two of us in the room. And it was that embarrassing for me and scary. Like and the it's pressure like, was just, it was intimidating. I just like, why? It's like, I don't like... Yeah, it's it's like I was so unhappy with my voice, I didn't even want him to hear it. Yeah. And he's seeing my potential and trying to pull it out of me and I'm thank God that he did, but 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 all that to say, that's a that's like a side note. 10 years later, bro, I have like 23 original songs out and like travel full time and my voice is like my main money maker. <laughs> yeah. And it's still not where I want it to be and and is where I hope it to be someday, but it's like dude, just Oh my gosh. Like you're living, you're living dreams that you've had. That's what I'm saying is like, whoever's listening to this podcast, bro, it's like, just, you might be in the kind of a crap show season, but it's like, look back five, 10 years and you're probably going to start being like really thankful for, and that's what I'm talking about is like the contentment is like, and maybe thankful is like a better word than content. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, it's I, like, I think probably. Yeah. It, it might, because it's like, I, I've heard the study or whatever, like you can't be anxious and thankful at the same time, mm. which is like, I don't even know if that's true, but I've heard that. And that's mm -hmm. like really interesting to think about. It's like, huh, like- It probably doesn't hurt to count your- Oh, for your, sure. Your blessings. For you, sure it doesn't you know? hurt. And it's like, and that it's actually like healthy for us, like physically, I think. And it's just yeah. like crazy. I don't know any of that stuff really for sure, but it's like, it's like, man, I, I, yeah. On the, on the just living the dream conversation, it's like, I have so many more dreams and I'm yeah. so excited to like chase them. 
but I'm really thankful for like where I'm at. That honestly, I, I feel like that, I don't know, that's just getting me hyped because it's Let's like, go. it's it's like you may not be living, you may not feel like you're living the dream, but if you look back far enough, mm-hmm. you're living one of your dreams. 100%. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> like, that's Even if that's your crazy. goal was just like, can't wait to be 24 someday. Right. You probably forgot you had that thought and right. now you're 24. So live it up. Like <laughs> I remember I remember thinking when I was in like third grade or something, I'm like, I can't wait to be 17. Oh yeah. I was like, those kids look awesome. Oh yeah. And they're playing basketball and they're so cool and they yeah, can bro. play sports so much better. And now you're like- And then you turn 17. So it's like- Things get okay. more dream scenario at some point, you know. So the line in the office. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen the last episode of the office, turn off this episode. Yeah, um, skip skip and, ahead like and go and go watch that. Um, yeah, watch it and then come back. Thank you. Yeah, Andy Bernard is like, I wish there was a way to know you're living in the good old days before they're over, and or uh, yeah, good old days while you're in them. I wish there was a way to know you're living in the good old days while you're still in them. And I heard that for the first time in college, and it hit me like a rock because I'm so like such a relational, like experiential person. Like I just want to have experiences with people. And I started saying it all the time in college. It bugged the crap out of my friends. Cause I was like, <laughs> I was like, Hey Luke, look around. He's like, what? I'm like, we're in the good old days. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> but I loved it. Cause I was genuine. I was like, yeah. now I can think back of those moments with my buddies, John and Luke and be like, we were freaking in the good old days. Yeah. And I took a moment to be thankful for it, which gives me less regrets because Andy Bernard in that moment is like feeling regretful for not appreciating how good it was when it was good. How good things And I've were. tried to have a pattern in life of like, I'm going to just look around and be thankful for things being the way that they are because someday they won't be this way. Like I couldn't wait to move yeah. out of my parents' house. And I was there for a long time. Yeah. But it's like, you know what? I'm going to go watch a movie with my parents. You know why? Because someday I won't be here. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I might not miss it dearly, but I'll remember this season fondly. Yeah. And I have the opportunity. It's like trying to, you know, hindsight is 2020. It's trying yeah. to live with hindsight, which mm. is kind of impossible. But picture yourself in the future. Imagine the hindsight that you could regret and then just change that now, which is like yeah. kind of a fun concept for me. And so it's like, I'm just going to go hang out with my parents and like, because I'll be glad that I did someday. You know what I mean? That'll, man, that, that one thing that you just said will change so much about your, like any, whatever situation you're in thinking that where it's like, okay, what's the thing that I'm like, what am I doing right now? Or what's happening right now that I would, that I will regret when I look back on it. Yeah, bro. Cool. I'm going to change it. (laughs) Cool. I'm still in this season. Uh, I've got something to do about it. Yeah. I haven't moved on from this. It's not too late to change it. I can actually do something about it. Yeah, bro. Like that'll change everything. Dude, yeah, man. And it's like, especially if you consider, okay, I might get to that 10 years down the road, look back, and it still wasn't perfect, but at least I like gave myself a shot. Yeah. It's like, I did the best, I know that I did the best that I could with the season Mm -hmm. because I went through that thought process instead of just like ignorantly, like selfishly, like wanting it to be better. Because again, if you just like, well, I want it to be bigger. Well, if that's your mindset, guess what? When it's bigger, you'll want it to be bigger. And then you'll never, so it's like, that's, again, it has to do with that like content mindset. And I think, yeah, it's, there's a contentment in knowing that you made things better. Mm -hmm. Like even if it wasn't, even if things weren't perfect, even if there was still some like misery associated with it or whatever, because life can be hard. Right, dude. Like if you, you, there's a contentment to look back and be like, 
I, I did my best. Mm -hmm. Like that can be like its own, you, you can find sanctuary in that, I think. Yeah, bro. The, the, and there was something else too about um, that you made me think of when you were talking about like playing a playing at a venue or playing a set somewhere that you dreamed about and mm -hmm. then like it doesn't feel as good as I thought it would. Mm. It's like, I, I don't know, like being able to be in your situation where you're playing, where you're playing so much and enjoying it all, mm -hmm. even if it's not at the scale or at the location that mm -hmm. you want, it, you know, sometime in the future, mm -hmm. it's like the the alternative is to be playing everywhere and just being miserable because it's not as big as it's like, mm -hmm. it's like, uh, I'm just frustrated with it or I'm mm -hmm. not enjoying it yet because mm -hmm. it needs to be at a ticketed venue or mm -hmm. it needs to be like, we need to be playing, you know, we need to be playing fine line or we need, mm -hmm. to, be, we need to be playing varsity. Mm -hmm. It's like, you'll never be happy when you're there. Never. Because you haven't been happy, like you haven't enjoyed any of your shows. Which, what makes you think that yeah, playing at that venue is going to make you suddenly enjoy it? Dude, it literally, go, it points to like the way that you think about your life. It's like a lifestyle of thinking. Yeah. And if you find yourself with that kind of a lifestyle of thinking, it's kind of a challenge because it's not like, it's a challenge. It's challenging to hear that because you're like, mm -hmm. oh crap, maybe I think that way. And I for sure think that way a lot, even mm -hmm. though I'm the one talking about this. Which is why maybe I'm passionate about it because I I work on it myself. But it's like yeah, there's what there's there's opportunity to change that, which is exciting. It's a worthwhile thing to fight, you know, dude. It is, and 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 I think being like like the world cannot make that go away for you if you're discontented and you're unhappy with like your situation. The world's not going to fix that for you, mm. and it, it's like, what can I do? Like sometimes that even when I when I first got into um, like building the studio like space and actually Which is like, gorgeous. Thank you. When I got into like making it a space that pe I could actually like invite people over mm -hmm. and like make something happen mm -hmm. um, and have it be a productive time, there were a lot of discouraging moments because I was like, this is so wow. like, I would look around and be like, this is pitiful. Oh, like I was man. just like, like computer on an Ikea table and yeah, like dude. just I freaking it, know it that didn't look how I wanted so it to well. and it didn't feel how I wanted it to Ugh. and so obviously and then that was like probably affecting how outgoing I was because people don't care mm. like there's so many so many cool records are made in like spaces that don't look like shiny and perfect. oh my gosh and so one of the biggest things that I was able to like and I'm not saying this uh, like as in a way of like, oh, look at look at what I did for myself. But mm -hmm. I, I heard this from other people and it really, really helped me was what is something that I can do today? Like what is the best next step that I can take today to make this better? Mm -hmm. And then do it. Like even if, Dang, it's, bro. even if it's small because it's like, okay, well, maybe I can't do this thing. Think smaller. Mm. Maybe I can't do that. Think smaller. Wow. But do something. It's crazy how <laughs> simple... But like so hard that actually is. Mm -hmm. Like that is just so elementary sounding to me. And yet I know the feeling you're describing so well. And I've gotten stuck there and so frustrated so many times, dude. Mm -hmm. Like I know the exact like pitiful feeling of looking around, whether it's a mix, uh, the songwriting. Same thing with mixing, dude, Songwriting, yeah. holy smokes. I felt that way like so Like listening back so to something and being like, this is the best I can do. Yeah, bro. Or like, <laughs> this is like, I spent all day on this song and I thought I could do it alone and this is still this bad. Or like, yeah. it's like, I'm the one making it and it doesn't even meet my own standards. Or like, again, like, 
furnishing a home or like whatever it is. And it's like, man, but dude, that's so, that's so good. Like, and, and the motivation to keep going is what's so tricky. And that's what you're speaking to is like, what's the smallest thing you can do? And that might be all you need to get the ball rolling. Or mm-hmm. that's the only thing you do that day. And because then it's still successful. Even if you're doing 1%, like I heard this, I heard this in a, uh, I don't know if it was a podcast, but uh, I heard this like a year ago. It's like, if you can, if you could measure how much you're doing to improve your situation, 1% is not a lot. But if you do 1% every day, that is a lot. Wow. Like if you, if you do 1% improvement on your situation or 1% improvement on whatever it is, like if your career, like if you're hustling to make a career for yourself, if you can improve it 1% every day, that is exponential. And because, because we're also like resilient beings, like our brains adapt to new challenges. And like, if like, for example, if I, like I'm working with three different artists right now, and if I couldn't handle that a year ago, but I can handle that now. Like right now I'm thinking about taking on more and it's like, we adapt. So think small Uh, and build on what you, you've started, you know, like it's okay if it's small, but as long as you keep building and keep taking steps forward, it won't stay small, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's there, I think there's hope to be found in that. Like, I wish I would have known that way longer ago is that do small (laughs) things, really, really small things, do a lot of them. Because the thing that you're building won't stay small. Yeah, that's if good. you do, if you like keep at it. I think about the numbers of that, and like waking up and just having to accomplish one percent actually sounds so easy. Mm-hmm. But like if you like you said, like one is out of one percent is out of a hundred, correct? Mm-hmm. So if you're doing that, you're growing by three hundred and sixty-five percent a year. Yeah, which is like, dude, to grow. That's yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I'm glad I heard that. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, it's, cause there's so many days that what I'm looking to do is too big for the day mm-hmm. or too big for the mindset I'm stuck in that I do zero or I take steps backwards. Right. And it's like, I could do 1% today. And you never take a step. Like you never, you never do nothing. Like I think it's, it's wow. either forward or backward. Dude, forward progress is like, a big deal. Like I don't think there's really true, I don't think humans really stagnate. I think we're either moving forward or backward That's cool. from something. You know what's cool too is um, my friend told me this uh, consistency over perfection. Dude. Super applicable to like anything in life where like consistently doing 1% instead of like trying to do, if my goal is to do 60% this week, it's like, well, that's a big, that's a big goal. And sometimes that actually works, mm-hmm. but it's like realistically. If you can go for it. If you can go for it. But it's like, again, if you're, definition of failure is doing anything less than 60 is failure maybe redefine failure right because if that is your definition of failure we don't like to fail so a lot and of time, kind of setting like, ourselves up for failure sometimes like, like nine times out of ten i think it's probably not that it's probably a different ratio than that but like for me if if i if i've surmised that something the likelihood of me succeeding at something is really really low like if it's basically nothing i'm not going to try it yeah and so it's like, oh, well, I've set this high, talking about like not even meeting our own expectations. Mm-hmm. That's another example of, uh, or that's another situation where that comes into play, where it's like, I want to, like this week, I want to crush it. I want to get my, like, I want to be working out and like, I oh, want yeah. my workout schedule to be on top. I want like, uh, like I want my house to be like spick and span. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be perfectly clean. Like I'm going to have all these plans and I'm going to crush it. 
and like whatever with work is going to mm-hmm. go super well. And mm-hmm. it's like, if I meet anything less than that, then I fail. Mm-hmm. Oh shoot. Is there a chance that I'll fit like that? I'll like mm-hmm. not meet the highest expectation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe I'm not going to try that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I might put off working off, like mm-hmm. working out till next week mm-hmm. because I might let myself down. So I'm just mm-hmm. not going to do it. It's yeah. like, dude, set your goals lower, wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like if that's what's holding you back, if that's, and I, I, I'm saying this because this is like me, this is dude, what, same, bro. this is what gets me is that like, oh, I'm not going to meet my expectations, so I'm not going to do it. It's like, well, then set your expectations lower, yeah, but bro. don't do nothing. Dude, my first step in this process was like making lists. Like, what do I actually need to accomplish today? Yeah. And I started that and there was a pretty big list. And then by the end of the day, it was three times as long. Because Dude. it was like, oh, I do way more in a day than I thought I did. But then by the end of that day, the list is not fully completed. And it's just stuff I kept shoving in. Because like, oh, that came up, put it on the list. That mm-hmm. came up, put it on the list. And then I felt like a failure all the time because I was like, I can never even finish my list. Well, it's like, actually, you started with seven things and ended up with 20 things. So then it's like a good daily list should have like five to seven things on it. Think about it, plan it out, and then do those things and then feel accomplished instead Mm -hmm. of like being like a vacuum of work like enjoy the like fruit of your labor yeah and then move on to the next day you know like for me even even like like cleaning like cleaning my house doesn't make a good song Mm. but it sets the stage like Mm. when i cleaned before like i always clean when before people come here so Mm. like it's very clean thank you like just going through and like vacuuming and and wiping things down and then i just get to sit here and then Mm. i just get to like that's another thing too is like recognizing what you've done that day is Mm -hmm. is pretty big because for a moment i just get to sit and i just like look at it i'm like i like this place that's cool you know i love that you're capable of so much even if it doesn't sound like a lot yeah bro cleaning or running errands and things like that it's like well you have to do those things you Mm -hmm. can't not do those Mm -hmm. things that's true so like give yourself some credit sometimes. Yeah, man, that's so good. And 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 like you said, like combination of the things we've said, like sitting and enjoying the thing and also like realizing how much you have to be thankful for. It's like, whoa, I actually like, I don't know. It's just so easy to, like we said earlier, be in that like you're either moving forward or backwards and the pulling back is like what to do and not have yet. What don't I have? Where do I want to be? Yeah. As opposed to like, dang, bro, look at this six studio. Like, I'm so thankful. Like, it's just is a different way of living. Yeah. And it's really just a better way to live. I mean, like, yeah. I just would rather live thankful and content than like without and like, and complacent. You know what I mean? So Yeah. It's been so good. This has been so freaking fun. I, I feel like, again, this, this whole, I feel like we just hit the ground running. Like, as soon as you got we here, I'm sure like, did. whoa, this is a podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, man. There's a few people that I talk to where every time I... I talk with them. I'm like, I should record this. Yeah, baby. Like you're, you and Alex are definitely like a couple of those people. Annabelle, Let's go. Annabelle's I also one that. of them. I where, love where like every time with Annabelle, a lot of times it's some of it's prof- like it's like equal parts profound and then like really really funny. <laughs> where like we start joking around and I'm just like I don't joke around like by myself. Like I think funny things. Yeah, right. But I don't get to like let that out or, until I'm around other people. Yeah, and. I think she just amplifies it because she finds like there's like a few people who find like s- stupid things that mm-hmm. I find funny equally funny. Yes. And I'm like, 
Sweet. I'm I love go, that. I'm gonna go off. I love it so much. But dude, this has been so much fun. And I and, I agree. And uh anytime you're you're welcome to like it would be an honor to do this anytime. Oh, cool, man. Um this has I been a blast. And I, I definitely wanna like I wanna stay I mean, I don't know if I don't know if we're gonna like make music or what. Yeah, but, man. I want to stay like up to date on what you're doing because totally. I didn't even know the like the full extent of like the plans that you have for yeah, right. for your projects yeah, coming up. Yeah, that's exciting. Like, dude, you've been grinding so hard already, and this is another thing where I feel like it's a like, consistency. Mm. And I don't know if that was from the same guy that you mentioned who was like, okay, whatever it is, multiply it by ten. Different guys. Okay, but it's like it, it. I would log those away in similar. Like I would. I would if these were YouTube videos, I would save them to the same playlist. Mm. Where I'm like, I gotta watch this again mm. when I'm like needing inspiration. Mm. It's that consistency thing over mm. perfection. Mm -hmm. It's like that counts so much more. Mm. Like that counts for so much more. Being able to show up and be consistent and doing what you've done over the past, you know, three years. That's so cool. Is nuts. That's and cool. So I'm That's just really excited for for what's coming up in the future. You know what's crazy, bro? Is like six weeks ago, I had no plans to do an album this really? summer. Like, I felt six weeks ago, like, okay, it's been a good year, but, like, what the frick am I going to do next year? Now what? And then I, like, it kind of started coming up. And then, fun fact, like, I hope everyone does this. Or, I mean, I mean, I, I encourage anybody and everybody to do this, is what I meant to say. I take three days, go to Florida. Day one, I reflect on the, the last year. Day two, I dream really big. 10 exit. Then day three, I like, okay, what does that look like best case scenario this year? And then create a plan and try to do the best that I can to like achieve those goals. Bro. And that is like the most efficient I've like figured how to do all this out. Is that what just happened? That happened last week. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just got back from that. Bro, that's so great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I, so, I thought about that too. Maybe I need to do that. Like, I, I've, dude, I've, I've considered. You don't just, maybe need to do that. You need to do it. I've considered sneaking away to somewhere, like anywhere. anywhere. Literally, bro. Sneaking away to anywhere and just, just being like, be I'm going to. your house. And, and being like, I'm going to hole up for a few days in yeah. this. Like somewhere inspiring. I think that's the big yeah, thing. Yeah, dude. Find somewhere inspiring. And f it might even literally be the North Shore. Absolutely. Um, I drive to Colorado sometimes because I just love mountains. That's and so, so sick. Like just going somewhere inspiring and just being like, okay, I'm going to assess things. I'm going to I'm gonna assess where I've been, where I want to go. Make a plan. Absolutely, bro. And also it's like, it's got to- I think that sets you apart too. Like hmm. so many people don't make a plan. Hmm. Like, or set goals, like hmm. yearly goals. Like there's hmm. resolutions, but like setting a plan- Mm. I feel like sets you up so much more than thanks, your bro. Average and job. last year when I did this, one my like second most important goal to me was to release a song a month, and I like went after it hard. Mm -hmm. I hit a roadblock in June with like family stuff, another roadblock in September, and now I'm like slowing down at the end of the year. So like I just released my ninth song for the year, and that'll be it. But that's nine more than I was going to release. Right, that's the thing is. And it's like, again, the the definition of, su like success would have been 12, but failure would be doing zero. So I like dude. for sure did not fail. I didn't quite crush my goal, but I'm actually so proud of it. Does that make sense? I, th I think that's the clip. I think that was that's what I'm going to clip for this episode. Cool, man. Like, and, and post, dude, because you mentioned it earlier, like redefining failure being, mm -hmm. being like more, almost more important than redefining success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, failure isn't nine. Failure mm. isn't less than 12. Failure is zero. Yeah, bro. It's exactly zero. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and, and I think there's something to be said for like knowing that there's a high chance you won't meet whatever goal you set. Mm -hmm. But that's not the point. 
Wow, yeah. Like that's not the purpose the goal serve. The purpose that the goal is serving is not to be met. Mm. It's to be aimed at. And bro, when I set that goal, I got to song number f- six and it was supposed to come out. Uh, I think it was Jumping In, which I'm so proud of. So many cool people on that song. Uh, Taylor Heinzen, um, Goose, Caleb D. Uh, just a fun project. And I remember feeling like... Um, this needs to, or no, maybe it was Interested, which also a lot of those guys were on. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud of both those songs. They're so fun live. And Interested was like, I I took longer than I wanted to to take on it because of just life circumstances and because I was like committed to not releasing it bad. I was like, it needs to be mm. good. And it yeah. wasn't good yet. So I took like an extra week on it. Well, then I was so behind my schedule. It's like, if I upload it right now, to still release it in the correct month, it'll be on DistroKid for like 48 hours before it comes out. And I just wanted to give it a better chance than that. Yeah. So my like a couple friends and music mentors of mine were like, I was like, but then that's failure. And they were like, dude, look at what you've already accomplished. This is your like fifth or sixth song of the year. This is the fifth month of the year, whatever the numbers were. Mm-hmm. They were like, this song we believe in, give it a chance. Do what it takes, like slow down for a month, like start prepping your next tune and give it a better chance. Yeah. And they just like were able to like speak, you're not a failure over me, which is so important to have people around you like that. And yeah. it was like, oh, okay. Because I had this like, okay, my goal is 12, but if I don't hit 12, what was the point? And it's yeah. like, like you said, that's that has to be the goal. And I, I hit this weird threshold of like, but if I settle, then... That's fa- if settling feels like failure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's hard to explain, but I was like, if I settle, then I lose. And mm. it's like, even sitting here at nine, nine probably would have sounded like a failure to me in January because the goal is twelve, and that's like three songs away. But I'm so proud of the nine songs, and some of those songs just took two months to complete. Yeah, and I was literally going month at a time. So I like would write, mix, and master a song in a month, which is yeah. like a lot to do in a month. And I just realized some of them needed like two months mm-hmm. and they became like babies of mine that I love. And I'm so glad I gave them two months cause they wouldn't be what they were without that. So, yeah, dude. And I think, I think that's another, another moment too, where like, like they reawakened your self-awareness of like, oh yeah, this is why I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. It's not just to release 12 songs and mm-hmm. then, and then that, that's a thing I did. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's like this song, I should really give it a chance. Mm-hmm. This is the whole point. Of doing this. This is the point. Like I'm writing music to write great songs so that I can have great songs that I've written. And so I've written a great song. Why wouldn't I give it a chance and Mm -hmm. like pause for a second? Mm -hmm. It's like, so what if I don't do 12? But Mm -hmm. like, this is more important right now. The goal got me there. And then the purpose like was able to like sink in when I got there. It it put you in that place where then you had that situation and that situation was more important. Yeah. You know? And last year at this time was my first time I've taken time away to think like that. And in the pool in Florida last year at this time is where I set that goal. Yeah. And it's because I released an album in 2019, 10 songs, two songs after that, two songs the year after that. I just actually got time. Cause I think like lar- like big, big thinking, like dreaming, mm-hmm. long-term thinking. I don't know about all people, but for me, it like swirls in the back of my head yeah. and I never have had the proper like amount of time given to it and attention mm-hmm. given to it. So getting away and like creating time and space to think about those things was like so beneficial for me. And then I was like, wait a second. I think my main goal is to be an artist. And I didn't even know that about myself until I gave myself to slow down and look at everything I'm doing. 
Yeah. It's like, look at how much I'm doing music full-time, which I thought was the goal, but I'm realizing I'm doing most of music for other people. My goal is actually to be an artist. Well, what the heck? I only released two songs this year. Yeah. And it's like, it's I like loved- You realized your actions weren't reflecting yeah, bro, what you felt Exactly, on but I didn't even know what I felt, so I didn't know that. And then I was like, oh man, I loved making those two songs. What if I could do that way more? And then I was like, what should I do? Invest in marketing those four songs or like invest in creating a ton of 12 new songs? And I was like, 12 new songs <laughs> for sure. And so a year later, I'm able to be at that same trip. And like, anyways, it's so cool. But looking back on a year of that and going- um, that's what it is. I had moments throughout this year where I was tempted to start like really deeply analyzing those parts of my brain and my life and my dreams. And it was so refreshing to think, oh, in November, I have a set aside space for that. Yeah. And like, even just knowing that it already has a home, mm. like, because before that it didn't have a home. And I would like in the middle of a Tuesday teaching lessons and trying to hang out with people, I would get hit with these deep thoughts like an existential yeah, and, moment. Yeah, and it was frustrating because it was like, this deserves more time, but I don't feel like I have to give it. Mm. And then it was like, oh, I can just write that down and then process it completely alone, fully for 72 hours in November. Yeah, And it's like, bro, having that space has like changed my life. You're, dude, you're hyping me. You're <laughs> hyping me up. Let's go. Like I'm, I'm, I'm about to literally start a note in, in, in yeah, my, you are like, yeah, I'm about to start a note that's like all of the things. It's just going to be like all the things that I know I need to process and yeah. have a moment where I process it. Man, I got to do that. And you got to get soon. it on the person who taught me this was like, you have to get it on the calendar now or yeah. it will not happen. You, because can, you can always push it off. It's such a pri it, it needs to be such a priority because it matters this much to you, as hyped as you are. That's how much it matters in the long scheme, mm. in the long haul. But if you don't put it down, you'll never have three days just free to just commit to that. Yeah. And if you do, you'll probably need to rest. And so it's like, Dude, you got to plan it. And then, you, and then also do it from like nine to five and then just like chill for the night. Like if you're trying to do it for 14 hours a day, it'll be like lame. Yeah. And if you do it, like eight hours is plenty of time to think about something. Mm -hmm. To do it for eight hours a day, and then go get a good dinner and like watch a movie and then come back and like, and like, it's like a vacation mindset, mm -hmm. but you're actually being super productive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think there's something to be said for just like seeing things in a literal different light. Like today, I mean, I always light the room with these, Yeah. but these I never use. I yeah. turned them on today while I was cleaning and I was just like, the room looks different. Wow. And I was like noticing different things on my desk and I was like, <laughs> there, there's something to be said for just like, yeah, you're putting yourself in what feels like a vacation scenario but you can be so productive in that yeah, bro. because your your brain has just a different angle on your life. 100%. And so that's just that's just invaluable. And, and I trying think, to do that from home makes that kind of impossible because then just yeah. like, oh, I just got to do laundry today. And it's like, well, that's not the purpose of today. But when right. you go out, even if you're in Duluth or wherever it is, it's like a cabin. It's like, I don't have to do laundry here. Yeah. So I can actually be why I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. yeah. Dude, dude, that's crazy. I, I'm so excited. And, and that I was also thinking about like, another another aspect of this was like however hyped about it you are now that's how important it is mm. um some of the best things that have happened me happened for me recently um towards the end of the year because i've i've i feel like i've really been intentional about like making myself way busier mm. than i ever have been like of my own doing like i've been really busy i've maybe been objectively busier with work and doing mm -hmm. stuff that wasn't my own. Mm -hmm. But I've made myself busier recently in the past few months than I've ever been. And wow. it 
it, it, it comes from that where I'm like, I get really excited because I'm like, oh man, I should, I should make plans with so-and-so like mm. making plans with you and Alex, like yeah. to actually go over there. I was like, that sounds like such a great time and mm. it would be, it would lead to so much yes. great stuff for sure. And then it's like, I made those plans and like doing, like doing Otherwise, this today, it's not going to happen doing this today and, mm -hmm. and doing the podcast with you, doing the podcast with Alex, like uh, doing all of that stuff. Like when it comes into my mind and it makes me super excited, it's like, I have to make a plan now mm -hmm. because I, I, one, I'll put it off or forget. And another thing is like, it all comes back. Like mm. that excitement comes back. Cause like yeah, it'll go away bro. and then you'll start living your life for the week. For sure. But then next week when those plans come up, like today, I was just like, I'm hyped again. Let's go. You know? And so, yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good uh, articulation is that like, however pumped you are about it, mm. like it's that important to like make the plan. You I know? didn't even realize how good that was when I said it and you regurgitating it to me is like, it's, yeah, that is pretty good. <laughs> it's, it stuck out to me because that really rings true. Mm. Like you have to, you have to notice that. Mm -hmm. You have to notice that and like take action, be proactive when, when you, when you notice those things. So man, it's been, it's been a crazy pleasure. It's been, uh, oh, it's all mine, dude. I, I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you for making the trek out. Oh, yeah, bro. Because um, we're not actually doing this remote. We're here in the same room. We're in the same room, bro. It's crazy. It's what a good time. A, what an experience. A great experience. <laughs> the fact that I maybe almost wasn't in this amazing room with you uh, and this cat that's been licking my like leg oh, is man. sad to me. It's, I'm so glad I was here. Uh, it's been it's been wonderful. So. Mm -hmm. Appreciate you. Oh, yeah. Uh, real quick, if if people want to hit you up, uh, what tags should they be looking for? Yeah, bro. Instagram, at Taylor J. Marsh. Um, Spotify, Taylor Marshall. Just released a brand new Christmas song I'm so pumped about. Yeah, you Really did. cool saxophone feature on there. Um, add it to all your Christmas playlist. Uh, yeah, Taylor Marshall music on YouTube, all that stuff. Um, another fun fact, in my Instagram bio, you can actually text me. Um, and I will text you back and it's also where I send out updates about everything that I'm doing, but it's actually me. It's like not a robot. Mm -hmm. It's like me and it's really personable and it's the best way to be super in the know because people get updates on there that don't, that doesn't go to social media and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the link is in my bio on Insta. I think, I think that's where I got the pre-save or no, I think you sent that to me personally, I think but I that's did where that. I've gotten the pre-saves in the past. Yeah, it's a good so time. So it's, anyways, it's good. It's fun. It's good. Yeah, man. Text Taylor. Text me. I'll text you back. 